Hello and welcome to the Unbox Your Greatness podcast. I'm your host, author Michaela Kane, teaching through my book, Unbox Your Greatness, in about six weeks of daily episodes. Along the way, I hope to share some testimonies of people who've already read the book, and I'll be answering your questions as well. Unbox Your Greatness is available on Amazon or from your favorite bookseller. There's a book and a full-color participant's guide because the book has a lot of fill-in-the-blank sections that deserve more space. So the guide gives you more room to work and is easier to flip back through when it comes time to start tying everything together. You don't have to have either book to listen along with this podcast, but I recommend them. So let's get started. I have moved way too many times in my adult life uh until i wrote it in the book uh i I really couldn't even tell you i didn't have it stuck in my head how many times we've moved uh in the course of our marriage but i had to sit and write them all down and go oh yeah if i'm gonna put it in the book i probably should be accurate yes we've moved 13 times in 27 years and I know there's lots of families that have moved more and if you are in the military you have a if you're in the if you or your spouse are lifers in the military you've probably moved way more than that but for me and my family 13 is that's enough that's been a lot and five of those moves we moved long distance we moved um, my first major move after growing up in one house my whole my whole childhood was in just one house. My husband's whole childhood was in one house. And we moved from Northern Illinois to Charleston, South Carolina. That was my first big move when I got married. Then moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, not too long after that. And then from Knoxville back to my hometown, where we lived for another f- almost 14 years. And then, but within there, we moved several times. So we had one, two, I don't know, a bunch of houses, apartments, whatnot. We bought a house in my hometown. We lived there for seven years. Um, that's a whole other story. Then we moved to Indiana, like the really the Chicago suburbs, but like northwest Indiana. We lived there for several years. And then we moved to New York State. And now we live in Rochester, New York. And we've had, this is our third house in Rochester. We had two houses in Indiana, three houses here, a bunch of houses in Rockford. So yeah, we've moved a lot. And seven of those moves were after we had kids. And twice when we moved, and twice when we moved, including one long distance move, the one from Indiana to New York, my mom actually lived with us. So we had all her stuff. Uh, and us and it was always weird because every time we moved I would just kind of have a storage area where I didn't really plan on unpacking everything because I knew every situation was temporary or potentially temporary we were always renting for many of those years Um, in the 27 years of our marriage we have only owned our home for 10 of those years uh, the last three and then seven years when we lived in northern Illinois, we owned a home. Everything else we've ever done has been renting. So you kind of always know you're going to have to move again sooner or later. So a lot of our stuff we've just always kept packed up. Um, 
which is kind of weird, you know, you don't always, uh, remember <laughs> what you've left packed up. So that's been one of the greatest joys of the house that we live in now that we bought in Rochester, in the Rochester area, because I've been able to, and that was really our goal when we moved in was I said, I want to unpack everything, 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 everything. And I think truly for the first time in 27 years, actually got to unpack everything we have and find a place for it which was both a challenge and a real delight that we were able to truly unpack everything and I don't know if we're going to live in this house for the rest of our lives I think we could but I don't know I just knew that we were buying it it belonged to me and I could it had the space I had the space to unpack and that was also part of it Sometimes when you're renting, you just don't really have room. But with all those moves, you know, you kind of get kind of get used to it. You kind of become an expert at moving, an expert at packing and unpacking. And we developed our own culture of moving in our family because we enjoy... We enjoy the newness. We enjoy the challenge and the adventure of moving. It's not something my husband and I have ever shied away from, obviously. But we enjoy the adventure and the the excitement and all the hustle and bustle of it. It doesn't bother me. And so because we've done it so many times, we've gotten into this rhythm. And when we were first married and moving all over the place, before we had kids... We would, it was kind of our, our, um, our thing that we would have our friends come and they would help us move. You know, you always have to have friends to help you move, right? So we would get everything done. We'd have our pizza party and then we would have, invite everyone who came to help us move. We would invite them back to have a party in our new house, like a housewarming party within the first two days after our move. Because we would get everything in the house, we would have our little pizza party to thank our movers, they would go home, and my husband and I would not go to sleep until we were as unpacked as we wanted to be. We had pictures on the walls, the kitchen was all put together, uh, the bathroom was all put together, the beds were all put, like all the furniture, everything was where I want, where we wanted it. And sheets were on the beds. Everything looked the way it needed to be. Clothes were put away. Things were in drawers. We basically just moved 100% in and got to the point where now we can sit down and enjoy this new place. But we did. We just did it immediately. Like we, we used to call ourselves the kamikaze, kamikaze movers because we just plowed until we had it done. And then the next day or two days later, we would have a housewarming party and all those people would come back and be like, what happened? How did you do this? <laughs> it was always so much fun. We got a kick out of it, but we're just crazy like that. And so as we got kids and more things and more stuff and more boxes, that didn't, that kind of faded, but not really. Like we still would make sure there was something on the walls. The first day that we would move into a house, there was something on the walls. And the kitchen would always be unpacked before the end of the day, that first day. There were no more kitchen boxes to unpack. Um, everything would go straight into the bedrooms. So we just got moving, became 
it's just part of our family culture. Like we get, we get it. My husband's amazing at packing a truck, that kind of thing. And the week that I moved into this house that I'm in now is the very week that God downloaded to me all the material for Unbox Your Greatness. And so it makes sense that he would use moving as the analogy for so much of this because as kind of the foundational metaphor, I guess would be the way to, to say it. Because he likens a house, an empty house, is kind of like like us. You know, we are this house, this temple, and what we fill it with is what determines the kind of life we're going to lead and the the success or happiness or or contentment that we're going to experience is based on what we fill our house with and and we when when you move into a house a new place it's it's basically everything you need is there as far as it's got plumbing it's got electricity it's got some place to wash your dishes some place to put the things that you need you know put them away you've got an oven you have some basics but you bring into the house what it takes to live in it you bring the the couch and the bed and you bring the dishes and the tables you bring you know your things well when we invite the holy spirit when we invite jesus to be a part of our life and the holy spirit comes in and dwells us he moves in to our house he moves into the ho- the house of the temple of your body and your spirit he he moves in but it's still your house so if you had someone like when my mother came to move with when she came and moved in with us um she moved in and we made space for her and she brought her stuff but it's not like she brought her stuff and just moved it into the whole house and it was half her kitchen or you know her couch and my couch in the same room together it was you know she actually let go of a lot to move in with us but most of her stuff ended up in storage because it was my house and she didn't know how long she was going to be there and she wasn't really sure you know we didn't really have a permanent situation for her when she first moved in with us um because we didn't we didn't know if it was going to be a couple of months or what but so most of her stuff was in storage and then slowly she as she needed things she would go find what she needed and unpack it um but i was just thinking about that in relationship to when the holy spirit moves into our lives it's not that he doesn't know how long he's going to stay, but doesn't we don't know when we invite him in, really how much are we inviting him into? We make space for him in our heart, but it's, it's not that easy. And I think I haven't really experienced or witnessed anyone who has invited him in and said, change everything anything and everything you want from day one usually 
usually we are saying, yeah, you, you please come in and, and make my life better and forgive me of my sins because I want to go to heaven. And, um, you know, I want to have this victorious life. I, I, I want to love you. I want, I want to experience what it is that you have to give me. Whatever your salvation experience was kind of born out of. But everybody has corners of their heart house that they don't want to let him in. They don't want to talk about that room. They don't want to give up that pet sin. Or they just don't want to talk about it with him. You know, uh, there's something hidden in your past that you're like, yeah, I got that one. Like, you don't need to deal with that. It's all right. I got that. Or something that they're involved in that it's like, yeah, let's not talk about that because I'm not ready to surrender that yet. I'm not ready to have that conversation. Let's not talk about that. So Holy Spirit is a gentleman and he works in our lives and begins to transform and renew our minds as we allow him to do that. And so he'll work within the confines of what we're what we invite him to participate in in our lives. And so when we ask for help with something, that's where he's going to go. And every once in a while he might say, "Hey, you want to deal with this over here?" And if we say no, then he backs off. And he's not going to not going to poke around. But also he brought with him all his stuff. Like he brought all his stuff and it's sitting in that room you told him he could have. And there's just a wall of boxes. And if you've ever moved, I'm assuming you probably have, you have at some point or another seen yourself with a wall of boxes and hopefully you labeled them. And so you've got your boxes that say kitchen, you've got your boxes that say kids room or toys or your boxes that say books or or CDs, or, um, you know, your boxes say stuff on them of what it is that you're, you may have to go back and find later. Well, Holy Spirit's got a wall of boxes that he brought that's his stuff that he wants to share with you and use to make your life better. He wants to give to you. He wants to let you use in your house. And his boxes are marked with things like Grace, peace, joy, prophetic gifting, hospitality, leadership, administration, miracles, healing, so many cool things that you need, and he's got them. But he's not going to just unpack. He's not just going to unpack it. Why doesn't he unpack it? He waits for us to be ready to unpack that life that he brought. All of those boxes. And when we choose to partner with him and we choose to let him have more space and occupy more space in our lives then he gets awfully excited about helping helping us to rearrange remodel whether it's remodeling and renovating our memories the traumas that we've been through in our life to bring purpose 
to the tragedies that we've dealt with, to assign meaning to the difficult parts of our life, and to be able to repaint those things with joy and with peace and with all the different gifts that he brings us. When he brings out that box that's just full of healing and starts to unpack and apply that in your life, like we have to invite him to do that. We have to give him permission to go into the places in our lives and in our hearts that are the deepest wounds, the hardest places, the worst memories, the ones, the things that we don't even really truly remember even sometimes, but we suspect. Holy Spirit is able and he is the best counselor to be able to slowly and gently walk you through all of that healing and through that healing and through those gifts that he has for us and for you that's where that victorious life is that we're kind of I don't know we I feel like we keep getting promised this victorious life like live your best life now and and Christians are supposed to have this victorious living kind of atmosphere about us but I just don't see it I don't see an, enough Christians, true p- believers who are really walking, like really walking in a victorious way of life. What I see are a lot of believers holding on tight to a promise, but not understanding at all how to achieve it, how to get to it, how to claim it, how to put it into action in their life. And that is a big, that is what this book, I believe, is all about. It's about learning how to unpack Holy Spirit's boxes in your heart. Learning how to unpack all of the good that you have inside of you and figure out what you can do with it. How can it work together to give you that victorious life? How can all of these things really give you the level of joy, the level of peace, the level of healing that you need to walk in that victorious life every day to just have what it is that you've been promised. How do we get there? We have to swing open the door to our storage room in our heart, and we've got to tear into all those boxes like a child on Christmas morning. We can't afford to let anything that the Holy Spirit has brought into your life, you can't afford to leave those things boxed up in his little room. There are some amazing kids in Mizuzu, Malawi, who love Jesus and who found the love of a family with the house mamas and the leaders at Upendo Children's Village. Orphans no more, they are all smiles and filled with music. My husband has been to Upendo and experienced their infectious joy firsthand. You can learn more about Upendo Children's Village at upendochildrensvillage.com. Catch the joy! In order to get to that victorious life that God desires for you, 
you're going to need to swing open that door to your heart storage room and just tear into his boxes like a kid on Christmas morning. He's got just a whole ton of presents just hiding and hiding away for you already moved in and it's just up to you to unbox them and all of that is your greatness and it's just sitting there waiting for you to dig into it and get it put into use in your life just like when you give your kid a present and they tear into it on Christmas morning if they don't play with it then it doesn't do them any good you know if when my parents gave me a camera when I was 16 years old they gave me a, a my first um, SLR camera and if I would have left that thing sit and not played with it or not, not played with it but <laughs> if I would have not experimented and not gone out and spent money on the film and did the things I may not have ever turned that into a business for myself that I did for over 10 years doing professional photography so there are so many different things that you've got in there that can make you uh, not only make you give you a sense of fulfillment and contribute to the community around you, but can make you a living, just like the camera. But I also want to just kind of take a moment to talk about what the um, what the risks are that are involved in going through this process because presents are really great and we can get excited about getting started just diving in but I'd like to look at this from a little bit different perspective because right now depending on where you're at and how much of your greatness you've already unboxed in your life and how really truly fabulous you realize that you are there's a limit to how much responsibility you carry but when you begin to truly understand who you are, how you were equipped, and what you were made to do, there carries with that a responsibility. Because God has made these investments in you, and it's just like when we buy or build a house, you know, you make a big investment, and God is an investor, and He does actually expect some kind of return. So what he's counting on is that we are going to go through this process of unboxing our greatness and we're going to multiply what we've been given. We're going to put it to use building his kingdom, ministering to others, and making our own investments. So before, before you were born and before you knew who he was before you ever loved him he created you with abilities talents virtues and qualities that were useful and necessary for you to function and when you accepted him as your savior he made even more investments in you but every investment involves risk and it might be outside your comfort zone to reinvest what god has given you but the bigger risk is to do no do nothing so there's the phrase, and it's a biblical phrase, but we throw it around so much it's turned into Christianese, is that everybody wants to hear the Lord say to you, um, well done, my good and faithful servant, right? But like so many other great sound bites of scripture, the context has really been lost. Matthew twenty five fourteen through 30 is the passage that really illustrates the concept of God's investment strategy. 
And if you take a minute to read through that parable, you'll see that there's a relationship between hearing the words we all want to hear and making sure that we empty out that storage room and unpack all of Holy Spirit's boxes. So if you've ever asked yourself, and I mean, I, I, I've asked myself this question, I, I asked it for years, and I, I do believe that this download of Unbox Your Greatness was an, a big answer for me, for, for my own answer to this question, what does God want from me? I realize that he's given me a lot to work with, but what does he want from me? What am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? Uh, it was the parable of the talents that really held the key to that answer because once God has your heart, he wants you to unpack all of his gifts and use them to bring heaven to earth. And at my church, they say that um, every member of the body, Christ, body of Christ is supposed to be a minister. So they just say every member a minister is part of our uh, mission and vision statement. But when they say that, I sometimes can see that there's some uh, fear sometimes and some confusion that flashes across some faces because folks wonder, uh, do they need to rush out and enroll in divinity school? Do they need to join the mission field? What what exactly are they trying to say um, when they say they want me to be a minister? But I think it's so much simpler than that. Because we all have the opportunity to minister or serve others every single day. The, do we choose to act? Or do we think that we're not qualified to act? Do we think it's just something, you know, oh, that's just a silly idea. I'm going to pass that off. You know, you hear that little little voice in your head that says, you should go pray for that lady. Or, you, you know, you should um, you should pay for this person's coffee or I don't know what it could be. It could be just anything, you know, just an encouraging word to a young mom in the grocery store that says, you're crushing this mom thing. You just keep on going. It takes us outside our comfort zone to do those simple things. But I guarantee you that when you start paying attention to those little promptings and you do the small things that get you outside your comfort zone, it gets easier. It's incredibly rewarding and it leads to bigger opportunities to do bigger things and to, to actually invest more in other people so you're going to multiply God's investment and advance his kingdom when you aren't afraid to step outside that comfort zone and just do the things, those small things, because those little things begin to build up and you exercise that muscle. And pretty soon you'll be surprised at the things the Holy Spirit's prompting you to do. And as you walk in obedience to those things, you'll be even more surprised at how blessed you are for it. But just before I wrap up this today's uh, podcast, I just want to also give the disclaimer that going through this book, uh, listening through this podcast, thinking through all of these things that we're going to be doing together with Unbox Your Greatness, it's really, it's no guarantee that you're going to attain this abundant, victorious life. There's work to be done because 
we all have mindsets that need ch- need to change. We all are believing some kind of lies that we need to get rid of and we need to cancel out. We all have our own dreams. Some of them are our own personal, like it's a soulish dream, and some of them are God-given, but if we don't allow them to die, they can't be they can't grow because when we when we allow our dreams to die they aren't really dying we're planting them and we just have to let the lord do what he's going to do and sometimes as they grow they become something that you didn't expect them to be but that doesn't mean that it stays dead it just means that maybe you thought you were planting pink peonies and they were actually variegated purple i don't know um but you know there's just there's lessons to learn there's uh just there's work to be done but the biggest part of it is all the waiting and that that is really key because you could plow through all the exercises in this book you could plow through and just come up with the biggest big idea and get all your ducks in a row and everything could just be all set and you know exactly what God wants you to do and you know exactly how you're going to do it and then God could tell you put it away wait for me wait for my timing there's more there's more I want to do there's more I want to show you there's more I need to prepare before you step out in this thing just like he did with me I don't know that that's going to be your story, but I do know that learning patience and learning how to wait for God's timing is a huge part of all of our journeys because God doesn't want us stepping out and doing anything in our own power. He wants us to do it through him. He wants it to be he wants it to be in the kind of story that when we're telling the story, it's like this could have never happened. The, the timing of this, everything that's happening right now, it's crazy and I don't even know how it happened. So he wants the glory. He wants you to not be able to really take all the credit because he's, he's the one that's building your story. And that is a big piece of your testimony. And that is how you minister to others is by saying, I was weak, but he was strong. And patience is part of that learning process, the waiting, the waiting, the waiting. But I will guarantee that if you commit to allow the Holy Spirit to shine a spotlight on your unique gifts and reveal God's strategy to you, you will have opportunities to minister to others. And I also guarantee that as you practice obedience in those moments, God's going to bless you in unexpected and wonderful ways. But most of all, I guarantee you that going on this journey to unbox your greatness is totally worth it. So I'm excited to do this with you, to go through this. I'm very thankful that you are on this journey with me. I hope that you will subscribe. I hope that you will um, buy the book if you don't already have it. Buy the workbook if you want more room to, to write. Um, invite a friend to do this with you or maybe even with your group at church um, or get a small group of ladies together however you want to do it do it with your husband or your wife or I don't know who you are if you're listening to this um, just go go through this 
with someone too that's a wonderful idea mother and daughter um sisters wh- whoever you who you want to grab and say hey let's go through this together let's keep each other accountable and go through this process uh, i think you will be blessed whatever relationship you include in this process is going to be enriched and uh, I think you'll have a great time. So like I said, subscribe, get the book, and share this with your friends. Share it on social media. That would be fantastic. And if you have learned anything already or if you've already been blessed or ministered to by this podcast or by this book or uh, just rate the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. Give me five stars, and we will... um, we will keep moving forward, and I just look forward to seeing you next time. We will dig into the first official chapter of the book, and we'll talk about how you were made. See you soon. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you'll subscribe and go on this journey with me all the way through. Share this podcast with your friends and don't forget to leave one of those awesome five-star reviews. For more about the book, including the appendix with links and useful information, or to join my online community, go to unboxyourgreatness.com. Bye for now!